offered in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We all love stories of buried treasures, cryptic maps and clues, and swashbuckling adventure in search of a hidden mother load. It's the plot of novels, like Robert Louis Stevenson's Treasure Island, or movies like The Pirates of the Caribbean, City Slickers, National Treasure, and Indiana Jones. Whether there is a map with an X marking the spot or a set of clues leading to the hidden trove, and whether the treasure is a pot of gold or the Holy Grail, we seem to relish such narratives. Perhaps they tap into our longing for everyday people like us to possess such riches beyond our ability to earn through a lifetime of hard work, similar to stories of lottery winners. These stories hold out hope that folks like you and me could one day become mega rich, even if we are not brilliantly innovative like Bill Gates, or investors with the uncanny insight of a Warren Buffett. All it would take is one magnificent stroke of luck. Well, our gospel today is taken from a very exciting chapter in St. Matthew's account of the Lord's teachings. Chapter 13 is known to Bible scholars as the Kingdom Parables chapter. This breathtaking chapter is chock full of parables that seem to point like cryptic clues to the location and character of the Kingdom of Heaven. These stories hold out hope that people like you and me could one day be involved in finding that. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a lump of dough with leaven hidden in it. Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl of great price. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a net full of all types of fish. The clues come so rapidly and so varied that we just want to ask Jesus to slow down. We want to say, please, whoa, pick just one metaphor and stick with it, or at least speak more plainly about just where the kingdom of heaven is hidden and how it can be found. Are these rapid-fire parables a verbal map to the riches of God's realm? If so, just where is the X on this map? Of course, for those of us who listen to Jesus and read the scriptures frequently, 
There's no surprise that his words sound more like poetry than prose, more like a verbal map with cryptic clues to tease the mind than a straightforward travel log showing how to get from point A to point B. For you see, Jesus is not a tour guide, nor is he a AAA agent. For Jesus, it's not just the destination, but it's the journey to get there that makes the difference. So Jesus uses this slanted language to speak about the kingdom of heaven, the same way lovers speak to each other when they describe their feelings as dancing fireflies, or when poets describe a sunset as if the sky was splashing a rainbow across the horizon. Perhaps Jesus uses parables like this because they deliberately force us to take a journey of the mind and soul as we wrestle with just how the kingdom of heaven can be like these varied images. Jesus uses language like this when he talks about the things of God rather than present us with language that is scientific and legal, which is our modern preferred language designed to squeeze out any ambiguity. Language that values clarity and precision over adventure and freedom of interpretation. But when you think about it, how else can you describe the indescribable? Jesus is trying to introduce us to a reality more profound than human language can capture. To describe the kingdom of heaven flat out would be like looking directly into the sun. The great thoughts and ideas of the human experience can only be talked about in metaphor. Just ask the poets and the lovers. They know what I mean. So when we listen to the images Jesus uses in these passages, what are we to think of them? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Because I want to give you some possible directions for your minds to search. First of all, these brief parables all involve the idea of something hidden. The mustard seed is buried beneath the soil before it can become a tree. The leaven is embedded within the lump of dough. The treasure is hidden in a field and when found is hidden again until the fortunate finder can liquidate everything he owns so he can buy the field. The pearl of great price is found after a merchant searches for a very long time and finally finds it hidden among the lesser pearls. And the net is buried in the sea from which it is withdrawn to reveal the massive catch of fish. So what is Jesus saying here? Perhaps there is a certain hidden quality to the kingdom of heaven as well. 
since all of these brief parables include that idea. And it makes sense. The kingdom is not easily attained by just stumbling upon it by sheer luck. One must be searching diligently for it, paying attention to the signs and willing to sacrifice everything to find it. It's hidden because it's precious. It's valuable. It's the treasure of a lifetime and beyond. Second, these parables seem to suggest that the kingdom is hidden in plain sight. It's one of the oldest and most clever strategies for concealing something valuable. Place it out in the open where it's likely to be overlooked. Like hidden the good diamonds in an open drawer among the cubic zirconium and costume jewelry. Or placing the sterling silver flatware mixed in with the stainless. Or like the CEO of a large corporation donning plain clothes or a uniform to work alongside his factory workers. Sometimes the best place to hide what is uncommon is in the midst of the common. Matthew's entire gospel begins with God hiding his message in a star. So obvious that anyone on earth could look up and see it. But only the Magi bothered to do so and to do something about it. And the baby Jesus was born just like all poor children of that era, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a makeshift cradle. He did not have a halo or any other, in any other way look different from other babies. And yet the Magi saw him and worshipped him opening their treasures for a king. Isn't it just like God to slip into human history hidden out in the open, the treasure hidden among the mundane? So why would the kingdom of heaven be any different? These rapid-fire parables of Jesus hint to us that the map to locate the kingdom is not a secret map with a secret code leading to a secret hiding place. No. He's telling us that the kingdom of heaven is to be found by looking right under our noses in the common places and common moments of life. Moments when the reign and presence of God can break through in powerful and unprecedented ways. So Jesus points his listeners to grains of seed, to bits of leaven, to pieces of real estate, to nets in the sea, none of which are exotic or rare or otherworldly items. You know, it's sort of like the bread and wine of the Eucharist. They're just ordinary bits of common life but they can become burning bushes of revelation if we pay close attention. 
if we approach all of life with the expectation that God is here and the way we live can reflect both his presence and his power. Do you seek to live aware of and under the influence of God's kingdom of heaven? Then you need not look for it in a cathedral or by taking a pilgrimage to a holy place or by attending a seminary. Of course, God is to be found in each of these places too. But you can only find the kingdom of heaven breaking through into this world in the laughter of a child, in the loving glance of an elderly married couple, in the beauty of a sunset, in the forgiving embrace of a friend, in the hospitality offered to a stranger, or in the generosity of a donor. This, I sincerely think, is what God is trying to tell us. To speak of heavenly things, we must use the language of earth. Words like joy, sacrifice, surprise, abundance. This is the X marking the spot to begin digging for the treasure of heaven. If you approach this gift of life that God has given you, actively searching for God's presence in the ordinary experience of daily living, you will find him. For you will be fulfilling your God-given destiny bestowed on you by Jesus himself when he taught you to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So raise your hand. Who wants to go with me on a treasure hunt with Jesus? Good. Then today, start living your life with the expectation of finding Jesus right here on earth, of serving Jesus right here on earth and sharing Jesus right here on earth. That's how you and I can fulfill the great commission that Jesus has given us to start building the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.